Good day everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Co-Speaks Podcast. This is again Christian, your host. Before we start on our third episode, I just wanted to thank everyone who supported the past episode. I'm so glad to share with you that our Co-Speak Podcast has already reached outside the Philippines. We do have now listeners in the United States and in Germany. So thank you so much to those people outside the Philippines who are listening and I hope that uh, so many people will be able to listen and support this podcast. And speaking of um, support, I just wanted to share with you also that we do have now an official Instagram account. Um, you may go ahead and follow it on Instagram. Uh, just search uh, co underscore speaks with an S uh, podcast. Uh, and then um, I will be posting uh, informations or I'll be posting there if episodes are now available. So if you have an Instagram, go ahead and check it out. Um, if you wanted to reach out also to me or provide feedback, or any suggestions you can definitely you know send a message on the official instagram account so again from the bottom of my heart i just wanted to thank everyone who supported and continue to support my podcast so thank you thank you again so on this episode we will continue the uh the my journey my story towards uh my life in the BPO industry. So I mentioned the last time that on my fifth month, I was already eyeing for a promotion. And uh, it didn't happen on the fifth month, but it happened on the 11th month. So I'm going to share with you this time my story. What happened on those months uh, until such time that, you know, I was already, or they already see me that I are, I am already fit for, for promotion or, you know, uh, as they call it, a God's perfect time for everything. So, um, I don't know if I mentioned it the last time, but with my previous company, um, once you reach a certain level or number of months or tenure in the company, we are being trained uh, to another level of um of customer service representative so uh, i we of course we started as an applicant and then trainee and then um tier one so uh, on our tier one we do have tier one 1a and tier one 1b so on tier one 1a uh, basically we we handle only like basic or common type of calls and then uh, tier 1b we can now handle technical calls and then tier 2 we can now handle escalated calls so tier 2 agents are uh, able to assist supervisory call and they have wider scope of support they have additional tools that can help them resolve um, issues that the common or tier 1 agents can't can't resolve so i remember um when when i applied and i've uh, i've learned that i was no longer eligible for or qualified for the promotion due to the fraction that i had received um i i decided i mean uh it was okay for me um I, I have moved on and then I was looking forward to be trained to tier two. So I remember it was like second week of December or first week of December. Um it was a one week training and we were pulled out from from phone and we were asked to attend the training. So 
on our fifth month prior to entering the sixth month um, period um, we again we are already being trained so that once we reach six months we are already certified tier two so we were asked to to attend the training and in the middle of the training I believe it was after our first break or after our lunch, um, we were advised to go back to the phone. Um, since it was December, it's holiday and we are expecting high call volume and more calls uh, due to holidays. Uh, we are working at a telco and um, telco usually during holidays, they do have some promotions, they have some programs, um, that you know invites a lot of customers so most of the time customers may be calling and inquiring about those promotions and it will not i mean if people are on training there will not be there will be no enough people who will cater calls so uh we were asked to to uh, i mean the, the training was canceled and we were asked to go back uh to phone and and the training never resumed. Uh, there was a training freeze uh, for the whole month of December, and uh, by January, um, the the following wave um, or the following batch of supposed to be trained for tier two were asked to to be trained um, to tier two. So basically, uh, they miss us. They forgot that uh, we, we are supposed to be trained um, because um, there is a schedule of, of batches of or, or agents that be trained on a specific, like they have a calendar and, um, and we are supposed to be trained in the second week of December and then so on and so forth. And then by January, there will be a different set of people to be trained. So they once the new year's uh started they 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 trained the one who is supposed to be scheduled on this january but those people whom they miss or were not trained on december they had already forgotten about us so um i never had the opportunity to become a tier two i remain tier one and um until until um i got promoted so um i remained tier one and i was okay with that um knowing that i can only you know i have mastered more or less the product or process and and all those things um but of course being a tier two have an you know had an advantage as we know um they can handle more complex type of calls. They handle supervisory calls, and of course, the 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 bonuses that tier two receive is higher compared to tier one. So, um, I was I was okay, um, not being trained, but I was kind of, of course, um, um, looking forward to that one. So, um six months seven months eight months comes um i had been uh there had been reshuffling that happened so i was assigned to different supervisors um so i left my previous supervisor um i was moved to another one 
and I was the only one with my new team. I was the only one reporting in the opening shift, and most of the people are of my teammates were on the the mid shift. Uh, to those who don't know um, what time is it, so it's usually our shift starts from eight p.m. Manila time until four. Uh, and then the mid shift starts by eleven or twelve until seven or eight or nine, and then uh, the closing shift starts from four a.m. to twelve uh, midnight. I mean, not twelve minutes, twelve noon. So as you can see, there is a a thirteen hour difference with our client in the U.S. So we had to make some adjustment on the shift. So we work at night, and um, uh, we serve people in the U.S. Uh, more or less uh, from 8 a.m. to uh, 12 midnight um, U.S. time. So um, it was kind of, I was okay with my schedule. But of course, uh, sometimes it's kind of difficult, you know, um, knowing, I mean, taking calls without without your teammates especially if you are new to the team i mean everyone was new to the team so we're we're kind of adjusting to that one because again of the reshuffling so i stayed with my second supervisor for more or less like three months so i remember i was assigned to him january and then by around march or april um, I was again transferred to another supervisor. Uh, my supervisor, my second supervisor, um, was very supportive uh, of, of me. And um, because again, I was kind of tenure on my role, uh, I remained tier one. So uh, I, I was I was excellent on my on my job. And um, when I trans when I was transferred to my third supervisor, I was transferred in the opening shift, just four a.m. Um, my the office where I work was kind of far from my home, so I have to go to the office night and sleep in the office. So I I don't know if it's common, but. I, I think it, I believe it's common. Uh, there is always a, a sleeping quarters in most, if not all, of the BPO um, company. Uh, this is, of course, in preparation, f- uh, you, you know, to those who might be, you know, traveling early in the morning or they don't have the means of transportation by 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 early in the morning so they have they have prepared or sleeping quarters are available uh, to those who might have challenges towards their schedule and transportation so uh, i slept in the office uh, i i mean i i report um 7 p.m or i go to the office 7 p.m even though my shift is 4 a.m and um I sleep there in the sleeping quarters and wake up around 3 or 3.30 and then, you know, go on at the inn or go on taken calls by 4 a.m. So, um, I, I, was, I was nervous at first uh, being, you know, transferred to another supervisor knowing that, you know, it, it will 
you know, it will be another adjustment, uh, not only with the people, but also on the schedule. So, uh, I mentioned earlier that there is a 13 hours difference on the schedule. So, if it's Monday shift, we report Tuesday in the morning, local, Manila time. So, there is like a one-day delay on the on the shift or on the schedule. So when we look on our schedule, it is being plotted on American time. So we really need to make some adjustment and understand our schedule, how things work. Uh, because if it's Monday on the schedule, it means Tuesday in the Philippines. So it was kind of challenging. Um, but then I... But when I started um, working in the op- in the closing shift, in the morning shift, as we call it, um, it, I, I was enjoying it because uh, more or less I was kind of normal uh, when it comes to, you know, because you wake up early and then you, you stay until 12 noon and, you know, it's just like a normal office hours uh, compared to you know working in a graveyard shift so i was kind of okay with that but my previous supervisor has asked and told me uh, that he he will be requesting me again to be transferred to his shift and i i was um hesitant uh, about that one because again i am enjoying my my morning shift because again it's not that difficult for me it's not difficult uh waking up as early as 3 30 then waking up the entire night uh i was new so i was adjusting in the night shift um and i was i was praying hard that um i was asking to not to be transferred back to him even though i i i, I love my supervisor i uh, was very supportive of me but I don't want to go back in the night shift because morning shift was, you know, easier uh, when it comes to schedule. Even though I had to sleep in the sleeping quarters, but I was okay with that uh, for as long as I was more or less kind of normal with, with my shift. So um, to make this long story short, I was never transferred back to my previous supervisor. I remained to my uh, third supervisor until I got promoted. So, um, when I was transferred to this third supervisor of mine, um, he we didn't even know. Uh, I didn't know if he he he, he was not um, informed or he was not. You know, he didn't see any any you know announcement or. Uh, he was not advised about the ch- my transfer to him, but um, he was a performing supervisor. So having someone new to the team uh, might be, you know, a, a challenge or a disadvantage, especially if you you have already, you know, um, build your team, and then your team is one of the top teams. So it was it was for I mean. I don't know. He might, he, he might not, or he doesn't want to have you know another one who might pull this course because again he has no idea who I, who I am and um, doesn't know my performance and all. So um, he was kind of hesitant to accept me. 
maybe I don't know but um, when he found out that I was assigned to him uh, he had some reactions um, uh, towards you know knowing that I will be part of his team but you know as as time as weeks goes by uh, he have seen my performance he have you know seen my records and he was okay but my team was was indeed uh, a performing team um, I was the the tenured my my teammate my wave mate rather uh, during training was assigned to him so I have someone whom I knew with the team so I was okay with that um, we were we were the two tenured and uh, we we're the one of course uh, more or less helping the team uh, with the scores and um, you'll get intimidated by him at first but if you get to know him uh, you'll, you'll be able to love him because he's very nice also so I mean you know, we, we do we always have these people like when we see them the first time they are intimidating or they are you know unapproachable but when you get to know them um they are you know lovely person in uh and you know they are very sweet and kind so uh that's one thing that i have learned um uh towards my experience with him working with him so um he was the one also who supported and encouraged me to apply so um on my on my six months though with my second supervisor, I decided to apply as a trainer. So um, when I was with my new supervisor, I had no uh, infraction. Again, he was very supportive of me. He uh, when when an opening for a trainer role, uh, I I I decided or I I expressed my 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 desire to to apply. I had my application. I took the test. I believe it was around a hundred or two hundred fifty. I forgot the total number of tests, like a quiz, a product knowledge test, and there is a time limit for ten minutes. And the the person watching over me uh, was shocked that I was able to finish it within five minutes. Um, with with around like yeah 250 with 250 i think 100 to 250 i forgot the total number but um there was a product knowledge test because you know as a trainer you should be in depth when it comes to product knowledge and he asked me to review my answers because again um that will determine if i will be endorsed to the next step of my application so um being a tier one agent and handling the same type of calls and you know learning more about the the product as you know i mentioned it in the last episode i studied and studied until i you know i become a nerd and um and it gives me an advantage uh during the quiz um i memorized toll free numbers i memorized all the troubleshooting steps i don't know uh, how I fared on the on the application, but I was endorsed to the second um, step, which was the interview. Um, during 
the interview or the second step, I was asked to discuss a training flash to discuss with 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 the panelists, and um, and then that's also you know they they're gonna measure how you do, um, how you prepare or how you handle a class or you know they're gonna check your 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 communication skills and all those things. So, um. There were three people, uh, who who are you know, uh, on the panel interview, and the first person I'm gonna say that I did well, and the second person I'm gonna say that I did well, but in the third person I was really struggling to answer his questions. Um, my interview was five a.m. That was still on my sixth month, so my shift is still in the night shift. Uh, my 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 out or my end of shift is 4 a.m. I have to um, prepare for an hour interview without sleep by 5 a.m. and then my interview started by 6. So I ha- was awake for two hours, uh, no sleep, uh, no rest, just waiting in the interview room or in the training suite, and then. Um, uh, I I did well on my presentation, but on the interview, sadly, I, I was not able to answer most of the questions, especially on the third person, on the third person in the panel. Um, I was I I I I when when he asked me questions, I felt blank. I didn't understand anything that he was saying. I uh, was like um, black out, and and you know. I didn't make it. I didn't make it. That was my first attempt for to apply for a promotion. So after that, uh, when I was moved to my third supervisor, I applied for a team lead role. So from trainer, I moved on. I didn't make it. I applied for a team lead post. So when I had my interview, uh, I, I was doing well also, but there are some questions that, I did not answer or the interviewer was not impressed about about um, my answer um, I remember um, because my my I had no you know idea of course I've seen team leads how more or less how they work but I was not really was not able to understand you know the role it is more than the things that we see you know aside from you know the normal coaching and all those things so there are things that they do outside the things again that the normal you know that the agent may have seen their supervisor work so um my interviewer provided feedback to my supervisor and asked him to help me with my interview even because I, I did not pass on my first attempt for a supervisor role. So, but he was, I mean, she was, um, she believes in me and she thinks that I do have the potential to become a team lead. But it was just, you know, she cannot let me or she cannot give me the, the position because, again, I didn't, you know, I was not 
I'm gonna say I was not excellent. Maybe I was average, but it was not excellent during the interview. So um, she she provided feedback to my supervisor, and then my supervisor helped me what to answer, how to answer the different roles, the different things. So by that time, I reapplied for the position, and um, I think it was around April, the very first. Uh, time that I applied for a trainer post and then I waited for weeks before I was called again for the team lead position interview but while waiting for that one I decided to apply for a QA role there was an opening for QA I had since I had already you know I'm gonna say experience and my supervisor kind of training on how to answer and how to pass or ace the interview um i was kind of i was excelling on the qa interview and um i did well on my interview i remember uh, it was a panel interview there were two people uh qa qa coordinator who re- interviewed three of us and I have one uh, my, my my friend my teammate who was with me in my my third team was uh, applied also on the QA role and another one who is a tier 3 agent and when when we had the interview um, she mentioned uh, that she was shocked um, that she was invited for an interview because she had an auto-fail. Um, to those who don't have any idea about auto-fail, feel free to check the first episode. So, um, she got an auto-fail, a zero score. And I was shocked that she mentioned about that one because um, to those who are a master's, I mean, to those who have experience in an interview, when you, when you, when you apply for a job, you wanted to please the interviewer. You wanted to sell yourself that they should, you know, you wanted to convince them that you, sh- you should be hired or that you are the best person for the position. So telling them, I don't know what would be her, you know, I uh, mean, what, uh, what was in her mind that she mentioned about her fail recent auto fail but um she was admired by 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 the two um interviewers for her honesty but she didn't make it to the next round i mean next step of the interview so um i pass the first round and i was supposed to be endorsed for a final interview with the qa manager and i waited and i waited um so I didn't make it in the trainer post. I was disqualified in my fifth month. I by sixth month I I was rejected or I did not pass for my trainer. Uh the first time I applied for a team lead role, I was I didn't make it. And then I applied for QA. I passed on the first interview and I was waiting for the final interview for QA. I decided to reapply for for a team lead and this time um, I already knew how to answer uh, because again um, the, the the first interviewer who 
who provided feedback to my to my supervisor asked me questions that you know I already knew kind of knew the answer so um, but but that interviewer I mean I mean for for our team lead post there are sets of interview I believe there are three three steps first one was, was with HR so they're gonna interview you about policy about processes what will you do if you have a brother who got this who, whom you saw violates this and that's kind of situational but also you know um, focuses on the policy of the company so it's very important that you know how um, sanctions up works the level of, of, of um, sanctioning uh, what's the infraction for this and all those things so after you pass the HR interview you will be endorsed to um, the the um, AC or coordinator interview they're kind of shift manager so we were on a panel we were on a panel and then uh, I was with another one an, uh, another applicant and um, it was funny though because uh, there were two people interviewing us and two of us being interviewed applying for the position of team lead role but two of them were asking a lot of questions to the other applicant because his records his performance is not that good so um he has like a fifth written warning for his absenteeism um and and you know, in applying for a, for a role, you have to make sure that you have a clean slate um, or you have a good performance record for the past few months. And if you decided or if you, you know, you pursue that position, they might be asking, you know, things that happened or your performance in the past few months. So it was it was challenging for him because he has to defend himself on the other hand i was just sitting there and just watching them they asked me some questions and then after one questions to me they asked again the other person because uh, uh again i was a tier one and i was excellent on my job because you know i, I was kind of familiar on how things work so i already master um my, my craft my role so um after that after that uh interview i was endorsed for final with with again with with the person who provided feedback the last time so it was i'm gonna say that it was kind of spoon feeding in such a way that they asked me questions that i already knew the answer it was funny though but uh i was i was very fortunate I, I I think that she really believes in me and she she sees potentials in me. That's the reason why she provided to me, you know, and help. I'm not gonna say that I don't deserve that promotion. I work hard for that promotion. Um, I work hard on my current role for me to be recognized and and for me to be promoted. So uh, I I. I, there was indeed a help and I was very grateful for that help but still by the end of the day you know I can back it up with my performance so 
uh, when I had my final interview, she asked me questions. And of course, she asked me still other questions that, you know, um, that uh, I, I never heard last time when we had the interview. So, um, after that one, on my second attempt, I was promoted for the team lead post and I was very thankful. Um, of course, I was very happy and uh, I was, you know, I was scared for for this next journey. Uh, you know, um, it was my first job. It was my first PPO experience. Um, but I always believe that, you know, after so many rejections, there will always come a time that you will become ready uh, and that would be the best time for for that promotion to happen. So you might be rejected. People may say no. People might doubt you. People may not believe in you. But I strongly believe that again, everything happens for a reason. And those rejections happen uh, not because you are not worth it, but of course, uh, but simply because it's not yet your time to shine. So. Um, when when I was promoted, I, again I never had a chance to become a tier two, so everyone was you know looking at me and was wondering, how, like they were kind of impressed because I was a tier one agent and I was promoted uh, for a team lead role, and some of them tier two and tier three didn't make it for the position, so. Um, it was a big shoes for me to fail in such a way that you know people are looking at me like is only a tier one i can i hear feedback when i walk in you know in the aisle i can hear people saying that he's only a tier one what will happen if he handles tier three how can he handle you know more tenure than him because there are people who are more tenured than me imagine i was already 11 months on my job and you will be asked to handle you know three years or four years or people who are you know more tenured than you more experienced than you so it was kind of challenging for me but uh, again uh, i have i have to work hard uh to prove that i deserve that position so uh, i it was challenging one but it was all worth it so i always believe that you know i was never meant to be a trainer um, I was never meant to be a QA. I was meant to be a team lead. Um, and also, patient is always a virtue. I strongly believe that, you know, if you know how to wait, um, there will, there, I mean, your, your prayers will always be answered. Not on your time, but on God's perfect time. Um, maybe I, I did not make it on the on my fifth month because it was not, you know, um, equip for the role or maybe I need more character building I need more to improve myself um, I didn't make it to the trainer because again I was not I will not excel I will not grow as a person there maybe I have to wait I will should be rejected or on the first attempt for me to apply for a team lead because um I have to, to, to work hard. I have to learn patience um, and all those things. So um, you might wonder sometimes, you know, your dreams are not being answered. Your prayers are not being answered. Uh, what I want you to 
tell yourself is to continue praying and continue believing that someday everything will matters. You might not know why it happens or why you were rejected, but someday once God answers your prayer, once you reach your dream, you will definitely understand why things didn't happen last time and you will appreciate that things happen at the perfect time so um thank you again for your time um you know um listening to this third episode i am looking forward sharing with you my life as a team lead my journey as a team lead on the next episode i hope you continue supports me and continue to listen to my podcast i really do appreciate you sharing it with your friends on your social media and you know continue listening and um, supporting this one so i hope that you learned something from my experience you know um as as Catriona Gray said that your dreams are never invalid, um, but you will be redirected. So um, God's rejection is always God's redirection. So um, please do stay safe to everyone and never lose hope. Thank you again for your time and have a great day wherever you are.